Hello and welcome to the Breaking Free podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Francis, and today I'm very grateful to be joined by Hayley Harrison. Uh, you guys remember Hayley from about a month ago. She was on my women's roundtable. Took, took us a month to actually get this chat organized. We've both been pretty busy with stuff. I'm preparing to move up to the sunny coast where Hayley is in the next couple of weeks. So I've been pretty busy with my stuff going on in, in, in the background and Hayley's been busy with her stuff. So it's good we can finally connect today and um, have a chat about her journey and her story. It's a pretty, pretty powerful story. It's going to inspire a lot of young women out there that have been through or are going through what she's been through to um, help them understand that there is an other side to this and there is a way out of their sticky, sticky situation, we'll call it. Um, Haley's pretty cool. Um, we've been talking for the last probably hour, so about a whole range of different things that we might share one day. So <laughs> Haley, welcome to my show today. Firstly, how are you going? And um, looking forward to hearing your story today. There's some parts that you haven't told me, so I'm going to be like everyone else. Sitting on the edge of my seat, waiting to hear what comes out, out of your mouth today, Haley. So you can take the floor now and um, welcome to my show. Thanks for having me on, Nate. Um, it's good to be here. Um, I'm going well today. Um, the sun's shining finally. It's been um, pretty overcast here the last few days um, and lots of rain at night. So that's not been um, great. Um, but yeah, just looking forward to having a chat and um, sharing my story and um, yeah, hopefully empowering um, some young women and, you know, young um, adults to, um, yeah, basically um live their, you know, live true to themselves and um, get themselves out of um, not such good situations. So, yeah. So we might as well start at the start, Hayley. Uh, you were a nurse during the whole, uh, we'll call it on of the last three years. You are a nurse during some of that stuff. So you would have, I separate the journeys, as you know, into like you awaken to the truths of the world and you awaken to the truths that exist within you. So We'll start with what you awoke to in terms of the truth of the world. I'm guessing you awoke to the truth of the world inside the medical system. Do you want to share your experience from that? I know a lot of people in the system right now may start have some knowings. It'd be nice to have someone who's already been in there to maybe connect a few dots for them. Sure. Um, so I, um, after I finished high school, uh, decided I uh, wanted to help people and um I lost my grandma uh, at a very long, uh, very young age, sorry, um, and I wanted to help people, um, especially in the cancer industry, because that's what I lost my grandma to. So, yeah, after high school, I went into studying nursing uh, and then eventually went on to look after people um, in the field. So I did that for almost 10 years and uh, during that time, saw a lot of obviously sad situations where um, working in the cancer nursing industry, uh, saw a lot of young people, um, a lot of old people, obviously, as well, just in really poor health. Um, you know, saw a lot of people, the end of a lot of people's lives um, and just being in the industry, seeing the pharmaceutical side of things, um, I saw you know, a lot of elderly people on, you know, a handful of medications and the stuff that they were feeding people in the hospitals um, was not ideal, obviously, for um, people to heal well. And just being in the industry uh, kind of like pushed me to go within myself and look after my own health um, because I believe more in prevention than 
cure. Um, and I think I've always been that way, but it took me being part of the system to realize that. So yeah, I just went on my own little health journey and I started to eat really um, healthy and, you know, go to the gym and, you know, be cautious of what I was actually eating and putting into my body. Um, Cause that's like the most important thing is um, taking care of yourself. And yeah, just while I was in the industry, just seeing, um, yeah, like negligence in terms of, you know, not asking why we were giving out so many medications and, you know, uh, like why this or that's happening and why we weren't encouraging people to go down like a natural health um, path. It was more just like, here's your medications, here's your, you know, hospital food and um you know we'll see you again in another month or you know whatever here's your radiation that sort of thing uh so yeah just being in in there going on my own health journey and I was able to um just like I just did not agree with it um at all and it didn't sit right in my soul and why I was nursing I um I would encourage my patients to go and do their own research and um, to look at other um, paths for their health, like to improving their health and, you know, going down the pharmaceutical route. So, um, yeah, just that was basically my experience. And for a long time I um, just didn't agree with it. And I knew in my soul, like for a long time, um, I, it was just screaming out like this is not for you anymore and, um, you know, it doesn't resonate with you. So, in a way, um, the pandemic was quite um, a blessing in disguise for me because um, I was able to finally step away. Mm. Um, and it took, for me, I was away um, when it first broke out. I was down in Victoria um, with my family and uh, I just was like, something doesn't add up here. Like there's something else going on. I just, um, again, with my soul, it was like, not agreeing with the situation and I got back to Queensland um, and I actually called up my agency because I, you know, being being who I am, I did want to help people and, you know, I was also wondering what was actually going on. Um, so I rang up my agency and I said, oh, I'm ready, like I'm back in Queensland, I'd like to go back to work and um, is there any work for me? And, um, yeah, they just said, oh, we don't have any work at the moment, like it's really quiet so for me, I was like, this is weird because if we're in the middle of this pandemic and, you know, all these people are dropping dead on the street and, you know, we're in this big crisis, like surely there's some work for mm. me somewhere. Like, you know, if the hospital's apparently overwhelmed, like there's got to be something. Um, so that kind of like put me on the path of trying to figure out what was actually happening because obviously what you know people were being shown on what we were all being shown on the tv was clearly not the case um so then yeah just like joining other groups where nurses were asking the same sort of questions or they were out of work and yeah just seeing it happen like um you know worldwide um started seeing other nurses speaking out or you know questioning things and um yeah just kind of realized what was actually happening and um yeah, I hung up my stethoscope and I never went back. So, um, yeah, I've actually, it's, yeah, just been a really great um, 
last few years of not being a part of that system anymore. So, yeah. That's a pretty awesome story. Uh, not many not many um, people have obviously, like, people can see what's going on in there. Like, they don't really act on anything. They just keep taking their paycheck and doing their thing, you know, being tied to this, this matrix system. So good on you for um, seeing and understanding and feeling into it, like, with your soul and stuff and your I- intuition, obviously. Mine was mine was quite the same during the COVID stuff too. My intuition clicked on and didn't agree with some of the stuff either. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, just in terms of like, so what do you, uh, I was going to ask you. Oh, yeah. So obviously I was grateful for the whole period too. I was able to go within and learn my truths as well. Um, I'm guessing you had a similar experience in the last few years. Have you gone within and understood what's, I guess, held you back from doing something like this and your little, or not little, your big in, in in a journey, how was that for you? After yeah, you um, <laughs> um, yeah. So it was just like trusting myself. Um, and you know, it wasn't easy because, like, after I figured out what was going on, I felt like I had and like I was obliged to start speaking out. Um, and it's weird because, like, as you know, when you're in the health system or like as a nurse or you know, and medical practitioner you're taught that you have a duty of care um so I felt like I had a duty of care to you know speak out on what I was seeing and you know try to help those around me not to make um you know bad decisions in terms of accepting what they were offering if you um get what I mean Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and you know it was like just trying to encourage people not to live in fear because obviously what they were putting on the TV was not what was actually happening. It was just they were trying to make everyone live in fear. Um, so, yeah, I, sp- I started speaking out um, pretty much straight away. Um, and I had a lot of, you know, old nursing colleagues that were looking down on me and, um, you know, calling me a crazy tin foil hatter and things like that and, um, they actually were saying things like, oh, if you think it's a scam, why don't you come and help carry body bags out of the hospital and Maybe. why don't you volunteer? And uh, which was weird because um, like when you look back at the s- statistics and you look over how many people um, died per year in Australia, like it wasn't even changing. So um, I was just curious to know where these, you know, extra bodies were <laughs> that they were um, talking about um, because yeah it's only recently now that a certain product was implemented that the statistics are going up so um, it's quite interesting and yeah I um, just stood strong in my truth and I knew what I was seeing was yeah not what they were seeing like they just because they're in it they can't see what was happening um, just yeah going within and um, even after I started speaking out, obviously I lost a lot of, um, you know, close friends and, um, you know, wouldn't say close family members because I still have all those, but um, like distant family kind of stopped talking to me as well. And, yeah, it's just like they couldn't see what was happening and, you know, they were happy to live in fear and, you know, they haven't done work on themselves. So, you know, they can't see these things. And, um the work on myself and, you know, like trusting my own self and not caring what people think. And um, yeah, just carried on trying to open people's eyes basically. And 
help them not to make stupid decisions. Um, and yeah, it just um, stood like strong in my truth. And I've made peace with the fact that those people weren't supposed to be in my life. And, um, you know, if they've walked away from me for, you know, trying to open their eyes and they're not supposed to come with me and to like on this journey any further. So yeah, just, um, it's been a really good process, like a really great process for me is like learning all these things during this time. Um, so even though it has been challenging in ways, it's been very rewarding, um, made a lot of new connections, obviously with yourself as well. Um, and I feel like it all happened for a reason and it's helped to clear out the wrong people from my life, but it's also brought in the right people. So yeah, I'm, um, I don't regret anything and I'm happy to be on this journey. So it's awesome. That's very powerful because it's very similar to mine as my listeners will know. Um, I talk a lot about, yeah, shedding the old to bring in the new and, um, with this journey, if you're listening and you've just started to embark on yours, it's like, yeah, be prepared to lose some of your, I guess, beliefs on the world, beliefs with yourself, and obviously some people and places that no longer serve you. Yeah, and that's the pro, and that's the hardest part of the process. Is like, I, I know for me, some of my my long time childhood friends, it's like, well, we just went different ways. Like my perception of the world was different to your perception, and yeah. I went over here to start my journey on self-discovery. And it sounds like you've done a, a similar thing, but if anyone out there is young and he's starting their journey, what would be your advice to those young women or young boys that, you know, you may lose some of your closest friends. Like what would be your advice? Like how was that experience for you too? Like losing friends and family over some of the, some of the stuff. Like what would be your advice to those people? Um, so my biggest takeaway from it is like not to take it personally is, um, you know, everyone's on their own journey and they're at their own stages of healing and waking up. And, you know, at this point, these people that can't see it might not, you know, they, they will either go two different ways. They'll either wake up on their own and see it and then join you on your like new in your new side, or they'll never see it. And then you just have to make peace with the fact that, you know, they, they were moved out of your way for a reason. Um, so, yeah, I at first there was kind of, it's kind of a shock when it does happen because you're like, oh, my God, I've got so much history with this person and, you know, we've been through this and that. And I think that's a big thing is that we tie, we have so much, like we tie so much attachment to things. Yes. Um, and, you know, we put so much meaning into like, yeah, like friendships and rela relationships are so important and, family and friends are very important but um yeah when you're tying like so like when you've got so much attachment to it it's hard to like you you find it hard to let things go even if you know even if like that thing's not doing like serving you any good in your life but you're like tying meaning to it so then you're finding it hard to let it go and like even if that could be somebody who's not treating you so finding it hard to let go so that was a learning curve is um you know even though I it was um like either lifelong friends or you know people that I was so like doing everything with and they just kind of um were moved out of my way because they weren't ready to come with me 
Um, and I just had to make peace with that because I'm happy on my journey. I know my truth. Um, and in life, they don't want to. So, um, yeah, I just had to um, make peace with that. And um, when you know yourself and your self-worth and you're happy with yourself, um, you don't, that doesn't really bother you anymore because you know yourself and you're true to yourself. So, That's yeah. powerful. That's a really good piece of advice for anyone listening out there that's um, sort of starting their journey. I was just going to ask you, so what sort of what sort of inner work have you been doing in terms of your own stuff to help, I guess, like there might be some young people listening. So what? So with the inner work, what have you been doing? What have you found has worked for you and what have you found that hasn't, I guess, worked for you either in terms of inner work? You found meditation, yoga. Um, you found maybe going for a walk in nature or something like journaling even. Like what are some tools, I guess, that have helped you on your journey with the inner stuff? Um, yeah, meditation's a massive one for me. Um, I do spend a lot of time alone and um, it's been one of the biggest game changers for me because if you don't spend time alone, you don't get to know yourself, um, then, yeah, you're going to have issues because you're going to be depending on everyone. And, um, yeah, it's just, like, so healing to spend time yeah. with yourself, getting to know yourself. Um, so I'm lucky enough to live right near the beach. So I usually get up every day and watch the sunrise. Oh, don't worry. I see that every day. <laughs> super so jealous. Super, super I... jealous. For those that don't know, I'm in Victoria <laughs> right now. Fucking freezing cold. And every day I'm on Instagram checking my, um, just checking the stories. And I always see Hayley's sun, sunrises and, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I've sent her a couple of messages where I've gone. It's like negative one here and you're sending that crap out on social media. I'm like, I'm super close now to being up there with you. It'd be cool. <laughs> um, so I definitely, definitely recommend or encourage you all to, if you live somewhere where you can watch a sunrise or a sunset, yeah. um, definitely starting my day out with that. Um, it's so important to get sunlight every day even though you know mainstream says that the sun <laughs> yeah. is going to kill us and everything it's so it's not true um so I yeah see it as the things i see it as the things they're saying and the things they're doing opposite you have to always do the opposite of what they say to remain Correct. healthy yeah um so yeah starting my day with a sunrise and grounding on the beach um right. and i have a dog which has really you know changed my life as well um he's my little best friend and we yeah we get up um, go down to the beach, watch sunrise and yeah, just ground on the beach. And it's honestly watching the sunrise has become like a big part of my day. And I feel like if you get up and do that every morning or, you know, even if you start doing it like every second day or whatever, it's changed my life so much because you're starting your day on a good note. Like I don't know anybody who could sit and watch the sunrise and be you know, sad or disappointed or like depressed on their phone. Well, I mean, I I record my sunrises, you know, to share and make everybody jealous. But oh, um, you make me jealous. We've we've, we've discussed but, that. <laughs> yeah, like it it takes away like your. It's just you and the sunrise. Yeah, and the rest of the world's probably sleeping. And you know, like it's just um, I can't even explain it. Like it's just such a, a healthy good habit sitting there. Yeah, and. Yeah, you know that you're starting your day on a good note and a positive note, um, as well as how beautiful they are is like you're watching something magnificent happen before your eyes. 
and I like to call it magic because a lot of them are quite magical. Um, so, yeah, I start my day that way and, yeah, meditating. Um, yeah, either meditate at the beach or, like, before bed or yep. um, I do journaling as well. And um, you can get these, like, books, like, journals that have, like, prompts in them, which is really great because sometimes you can struggle to, like, bring you know, everything to the paper or, you know, like sometimes you might get like writer's block or whatever, but yeah, you can get different journals with just prompts in it where they just ask you questions. So you're like, you've got the prompt there and then you're able to like, yeah, um, write what you want. Um, yeah, just remaining healthy and um, making sure I stay like true to myself with what I want to eat and put into my body. Um, and yeah, remaining, um, you know, yeah, eating a really good diet of whole foods. And good. Uh, so I sauna, I get in the sauna as well at the yeah. gym. Um, yeah. Saunas, but, are, saunas are, for those out there, saunas are incredible. Yeah, they've been a game changer as well because, yeah. like, you're getting, um, yeah, the heat is so good for you and releasing the toxins from your body. And, yeah, I gym about three to four times a week, just depending on what I've got going on. We'll have a chat um, off air, Haley, about some gyms up there. That was going to be a question. We'll have the chat off air about that. I need some recommendations on where I'm going to go soon. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so important um, as well as just your mindset in general is like remaining in a really good mindset because it doesn't matter if you do all those other things and, you know, you're going to the gym and eating healthy. If you don't have a positive mindset or, you know, you're letting your mindset hold you back. Um, you're not going to achieve what you want because you're going to get up and be like, I don't feel like going to the gym and I don't feel like preparing food. So it's just so important to get your mindset right um, and, yeah, remain in a positive um, positive state. So I like that. It's interesting too because I often talk about too you build those healthy habits. Like you're not going to see results overnight you, it's it's like the easy way out to just lay in bed and say oh it's too hot today or it's too cold today or it's too rainy or whatever like if you just get up make it happen and just get there that's like a big thing like be proud of yourself for actually getting there and then do your workout and you feel so much better having gone and done it and then you walk out you go oh and you know and then it gets easier from from there as you go it's like you're building that healthy habit like you're out repping the like eventually, like same as the gym with, with the workout, when you're getting your muscle, you want bigger muscles, like you're going to out-rep and become bigger o- over time. It's the same thing. If you just keep showing up, keep showing up, keep showing up, doesn't matter how hot it is or how cold it is, what time it is, just show up. You'll eventually build that into your um, daily routine and it gets easier from there. You'll just be a habit. You'll just get up and go, right, oh, well, it's for me, it's 4 a.m., let's go, you know, so – it Absolutely just, agree. and I know what it was like for you, but I know in my first couple of weeks, we'll delve into this now. In my first couple of weeks, it was bloody hard. It was freezing cold. It was, um, I had all my demons from when I was 16 wanting to do it for chicks. <laughs> so it's like, you know, all those demons were coming up, and it's like, well, no, I'm doing it for the right reasons now. And you know, my mind was playing tricks on me. It's like, oh, it's too cold today. Oh, I'm too, I'm too tired. So for me, just showing up was enough, and then boom. What was it? What was yeah. that like for you? Was that ever a hard thing to, I guess, still put into your d- daily routine? Like, how was adding that into your routine? Was it hard for you, like it was for me? Um, I've always been someone who's been like, you know, active and um, 
there, oh, actually, there was like a period where I didn't go to the gym, but um, we I all have been then. Someone like, <laughs> <laughs> played sport or, you know, like at least yeah. been active, like going for walks and stuff. So it's not, um, it's not hard, but it's like just making, you know, doing it for the, like you said, doing it for the right reasons, which is yourself. It should always be yourself, not to impress anybody or not to like take, you know, your Instagram picture or whatever. It's like for yourself and for your own health and your own um, well-being as well. Yep. And, yeah, you feel so amazing after a workout and it's just, yeah, keeping that promise to yourself and, you know, knowing that you're doing that for yourself, like your self-worth, like you're going to feel good and you're going to look good as well. I mean, doesn't it's not always about that, but, you know, like when you look good, obviously you feel good too. Um, so, yeah, it's just like looking after yourself and treating yourself like the queen or king that you are. Um, so, yeah, it's like... It's like if you think of it this way, it's like having a job basically and if you don't show up for your job, you get fired. So, like, if you think of it that way, you're having like you're going like going to the gym for yourself, um, yeah, or like it's like you're having a meeting with yourself, like you're just showing up for yourself. So, um, yeah, that's important and, yeah, I really enjoy my time at the gym or yeah even if it's like getting outside to go for a walk or a hike um just yeah ha you feel so much better at the end of it um and you feel proud of yourself as well so yeah you do and people want to have that perfect body and this might be another good segue into the women's stuff like they want to have that perfect body they see on social media the big ass and the big breasts and the all sorts of Weird things we see on social media these days, given the way the way the, way the world is, it's like women want to be like these people. But yeah. I guess it's like a fakeness. It, none of none of their bodies are real. Like there's plastic in the boobs, there's plastic in their asses, or whatever else is in there. It's like plastic on the lips. Like, like it's just a like this de uh, this sexualization of women is a big one, and um, we're seeing that on social media. It's like what would be your advice to those women that want to be like the Kardashians, for example, like stay true to yourself would be first step. I would have thought Haley. Yeah. So um, just like you're yeah, staying true to yourself and knowing that you're, um, you know, you're beautiful just as you are. And it's such a throwaway line though, but it's so true. It's In so the... true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know it's like kind of like a bumper sticker, but yeah, it is so true. Like, you know, um, just being content with who you are and like I'm not saying like you can't like go out and get things done because like you know most people do these days and you know there's so much out there that you can get done but it's just like knowing like you're fine without them and you don't need to compare yourself to other people Correct. and I think that's the biggest thing like with social media is it's becomes like this like place where you know we went from like posting our dinner like a picture of our dinner all the time to like you oh, know every day there's like yeah I know oh. there's like a there's like people you know people wearing next to nothing on there and really you know, and um you know everyone's trying to it feels like a lot of the time like they're trying to show each other up off or yeah. like they're trying to show sorry show themselves off or you know like they're trying to get validation and it's like you don't need other people to validate you like when you love yourself and you're true to yourself you don't need outside validation and 
I saw a quote not long ago and it said, if your only source of validation comes from the outside, you're going to be starving for the rest of your life. And that's what I see, which is sad, is like a lot of these people that post every single day and they're, you know, posting photos of their bums and things like that. Um, or, you know, like the gym poses where like they're taking a photo in the mirror at the gym and, you know, they're doing a pose that makes their bum look bigger or yeah, you know, whatever around. they want to do. Um, it's like they're starving for validation because they're not getting the validation within. And I think once you get your validation from me, you don't, you don't need to do like. But this is, this is, this is like the big thing, Hayley. It's how do you get to a point where you can get that validation from yourself? Cause there'd be women in here listening going, how, how, how let's, let's give, the, <laughs> let's give the people the how. Um, I think the biggest um, thing is like getting to know yourself. Like yeah. when you, even if, you know, you turn your social media off for a day and you just don't look at it. And that's actually, uh, that's, and- cut off. that's an underrated thing to do in it. It is so underrated because like sometimes you'll be scrolling and you're just like, why am I even on here? Or yep. like you tell yep. yourself, um, oh, I'm not going to do that today. And then you'll find yourself on there for hours, you know, whatever. But then so you're I wasting that time. So how could you better wasting use the time. that time? Yeah, definitely like limiting your social media, whether you even like put, you can get like locks on your phone where they it locks you out of your social media. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, but I yeah, know just something spend- that's worked for me, Hayley, um, for some men, it's like, if I go for a walk or I do something physical, like even go to the gym, I'll leave my phone in the car. Yeah. Sometimes I won't even take my phone with me. Yeah, that's so important. Um, um, if I want to connect with nature, like you're not going to connect with nature with a phone in your pocket. Like we can delve into all the, the stuff that the phone in the pocket causes, but that's another podcast in itself. It's like you <laughs> you don't need your phone on you all the time. You don't need to be attached to these things. Go and just immerse yourself in the in the beauty of nature or the ocean or yeah something absolutely. else to, yeah yeah i'll yeah. take the floor now <laughs> absolutely i think being out in nature is like so important and you know when you're out on a hike or like you're enjoying the beach whatever you you don't feel like you need to be on your phone all the time because you're like in this most like magical place and you're yeah you're one with nature so that, so, yeah, so important is, like, spending time in nature um, can teach you so much. Like, when I'm at the beach in the morning and there's pretty much nobody else around and it's just me and my dog and the sunrise, like, it's just honestly, like, greatest feeling. And, yeah, you got, like, the nice cool air on your face and um, definitely a really good way to start your day. Um, but, yeah, just people just need to learn to love themselves and trust their own judgment and um yeah spend time with yourself how did, how did you learn how did you learn i reckon it's an art and a skill how did you learn the art of loving yourself Haley? um i think from my experiences <laughs> um because yeah you know most of us have a past and um, we do we all have a story things that have happened so yeah just like going through an experience and realizing that i didn't treat myself the best and i allowed certain things that happen to me. Um, so because I've already been through that, I know now what I will and won't tolerate. And I love myself now. Because it's like you gain that awareness of what you yeah. want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, just knowing that, like, 
I'm an amazing person and, um, you know, I treat everybody kind and. Do you have your core, you have your core values that you stand by? Yeah. And if someone wants to interfere with those or not abide by them that you've set, it's like, see you later, isn't it? Yeah. So definitely have learned that um, over the, you know, past few years. And yeah, you just get to a point where you love yourself because you've already been through um, situations or like you've been in the darkness so that you know the light. Um, and like I choose to live in the light now. I don't I don't live in the darkness or, you know, welcome um, dark behaviour into my life. So, yeah, just I, I've spent a lot of time alone getting to know myself um, and spending a, another important thing is spending time around the right people because, you know, like you can spend time around like people like friends or family that all they do is complain and, you know, nothing's ever going right and, um, you know, you know the people you talk, I'm talking about because the moment you're with them you just feel drained and, yeah, yeah they're like always complaining or, you know, life's, life's crap and the world's ending and, you know, they're always drinking and they're always partying and then they whinge that they have no money or they're eating junk food and it's like, they That's can't the work out while they're sick. <laughs> you don't want to spend your time around like people like that, especially not if you want to elevate your life. And yeah. um, when you love yourself, you don't spend time around the wrong people because you love yourself enough and you have boundaries and you don't want to be around people that bring you down. So, um, yeah, that's just another important thing is like knowing who to give your time to. Um, but, yeah, like since spending time around the right people, like my life has definitely improved. Um, and, yeah, I've got so many like inspiring people such as yourself. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> and in my corner. Um, so, yeah, just um, being around the right people is definitely um, important for your self-worth too. So, And it's being around those people that see your potential. Yeah. I know for me, I, I I had some mentors in my life during my stuff that I they saw my potential, mm-hmm. and because they saw that in me, I was able to see it within myself. In yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, um, yeah. So uh, as I said before, when I lost like a lot of friends from speaking, um, speaking up, I actually met a whole new friend group that are on the same page as me, and um, they've become like like family to me so yeah it's like so important to spend time around the right people because yeah they encourage me so much um in my life and you know they're always there for me and but they're always there to call me out if I'm not making like a good decision for myself um so yeah they hold me hold me to account as well which is good Um, I'm gonna hold you account soon Hayley with the habit you've got going on at the moment I'm looking forward to cutting that out of your life (laughs) I I know it's Look, it's not always great to like be showing your shadow, but you know. I've been waiting for the moment that you would, uh, you gave me a little slide in. I'm looking forward to it. It's absolutely necessary for people to hold you to account because that's the only way you improve your life. For those out there, Haley's going to quit coffee and uh, we're going to sort that out in the next few weeks. Yes, we are. Yeah. yeah. I had to throw it in there, Haley. I took my opportunity. I'm sorry. Hey, well, <laughs> at least I, you know, I, um, it's cool because I know that I will do it because yeah. I walked away from 
you know, I drank alcohol most of my life um, up until 10 months ago. So, yeah, we'll delve um, into that. Yeah. So, how big was that for you to um, walk away from? Because I'm sure all your friends, like my old friends, they're all drinking and stuff. How was that for you to just say, oh, look, no thanks? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a massive change in my life and um, something I'm really proud of because obviously it's a big thing in society to like, Everybody goes out and drinks and everyone parties. And then when you say, I don't do those things, you become like the weird person or, you know, like. You're it's like, how do you spend your time? Uh, I know. They're like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, what do you do for fun? It's like, it's so bad that society has glorified drinking as a way of being fun. Like, it's like literally here. Yeah, but also connection. Yeah. And it's like. Um, if you don't drink poison like the rest of us, you're not fun. And it's like, well, I'd rather not continue to poison my brain, even though I've done that, you know, for most of my life. Um, like I started drinking when, like, I think I had my first drink at like 16, which is so young, like, yeah. you know, and then that's just what society does. So like glorifies like teen drinking and then, you know, you've seen all the movies too. In the movies, like we're programmed all our life to do that and yep. you know when you're 18 you have this big celebration and everyone gets drunk and does shots and and then 21 and then you know it's just a n- never-ending cycle and um yeah I just like in the end I wasn't like a massive drinker in the end um but you know like I could sit at home and polish a bottle of wine in a night if I wanted to like you know and there's quite a few drinks in a bottle of wine and yeah, I just got over like, you know, I would drink. If I did go out, I would drink to all hours and not know my limits. And, you know, it would be such a big night where I've wasted so much money and energy. spent it on energy, spent it on just and like not remember the night as well, which is just ridiculous. Mm. And then you make bad choices in terms of eating, like you just eat whatever, you know, junk foods available and, you know, spending money on Ubers and things like that. And, and then you're got a hangover for three days. So it's like, why would I continue poisoning myself and feeling like crap when I can just not do it anymore and feel good about myself and my life? And you're wasting um, those Sundays and wasting that time spent on the couch when you could be catching a sunset now sunrise. or sunrise now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just got over it. I think the last straw for me was I – um, started drinking when I moved here to the like sorry I started drinking a bit more when I moved to the Sunshine Coast because I was like in a new environment I was like oh this is really cool being in the beach and you know living in a new like area and house and um, going through a bit of a stressful situation after the move as well like in my living situation so to I felt like to cope with that I would crack a drink after work and that became like my coping mechanism. Um, so I just started to like pick up on that and like call myself out and didn't like where, like where it was heading. And then it was just like a random Friday night and we went down to like the food market and um, had a couple of friends over and I was like tired. So like I'd been working all day and I was tired and I had some drinks at home and I was had gone through them and then I was like, oh, I feel like I need an espresso martini to wake myself up. So it's like I made the decision to go and get an espresso martini, which I'd already been drinking, and then 
just to wake myself up. So, yeah, I just felt like I didn't like where I was heading with, like, that decision. So, um, yeah, I just told my friends, like, I'm going to stop drinking and I told, you know, my family and I've made the decision to stop drinking and, you know, um, I really want you to, like, all hold me to account and, you know, like, encourage me to follow this path. So, yeah, I have a friend who's um, actually a hip hypnotherapist and I said to him I'm like I reckon you're gonna have to like do a session on me to stop my drinking and he never did it because I've stuck to my word so um yeah I definitely don't look at alcohol the same anymore and um I like I'm so proud of my decision and I'm like firm and strong on it so yeah and um it's actually the hypnotherapist you found it all within (laughs) yourself and that's the power of that yeah so it's like it's kind of like yeah your your mind is so powerful like you will do and believe whatever you tell it so yep um yeah good things yeah when you do good things and feed your mind good things good things come so i do um another i will give people a bit of advice is like you can still go to events without drinking like if i go out i just have like mocktails and um, they actually have like non-alcoholic beers and um, wines and things that you can still enjoy if you, you know, feel that you want to, I, I wouldn't say fit in because you don't need to do anything to fit in. But, you know, if you feel like. Yeah, you about wanna, fitting in on the Breaking Free podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's more like if you want to enjoy a nice beverage and you just want to sit around like the campfire and have a wine. I still do that every now and again, but it's just non-alcoholic wine. So um there's always that option as well so yeah or you can have a kombucha or a nice glass of cold water out of the filtered water tap or something you know there's always i still like red grape juice leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) there's always uh healthier alternatives yeah that you can replace with and i guess that goes back to what you're saying it's like well if they can't see your growth and recognize your growth and they're going to try and pressure you into having a drink and having this and doing that well then that's where you come to the realisation or the question you ask yourself is, are these people serving me being my best self or are they unfortunately serving me to be, be my worst self? And then that's the that's the big question that people need to ask themselves when they want to embark on this journey. It could be alcohol, vaping, smoking, porn, OnlyFans, could be the hot, any anything really. It's like if they're not supporting me on my journey and they're going to encourage me to still dabble in this stuff, then it's like, well, are they are they part of my next phase? And sometimes that's just the cut you make, isn't it, Haley? Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, yeah, definitely since not drinking, like I've, like my phone's been quieter, obviously. Yeah. You work out who um, your friends are, don't you? <laughs> um, but it's not the first time that I actually did quit um, drinking. So when I was about 22, I did quit drinking as well. Yeah, I did um, at 22 as well. I lasted two yeah. weeks and I was back out again doing, doing Oh, I, I stopped drinking for two whole years and that's did when you? I went on my, yeah, that's when I went on my, um, my health journey and started eating healthy. Oh, okay. and, um, yeah, then I ended up in my um, other situation. So yep. then it kind of made me go down that path. That other situation is going to inspire hundreds of women whenever you're ready to share that, Haley. You want me to now? <laughs> if you're happy to share it. <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah. Because um, if you're a young woman right now and you've just skipped to this part of the podcast, I suggest listening because I'm about to mute, mute my microphone. Three, two, one, Haley, let's go. <laughs> um. So, 
a big part of my healing journey or um, awakening journey has um, also come from um, being in an abusive relationship for five years. Um, so, yeah, I was um, at a partner for five years and it started out really well and, you know, I thought, like, this is a fairy tale. Like, we knew each other from, um, you know, our childhood and that sort of thing and then we reconnected as adults and... Um, that's one thing about, you know, these movies and like fairy tales and whatnot is they kind of teach you the, they send you the wrong message in terms of like relationships or, you know, friendships and things, um, because it's not always fate that brings people together. Um, so yeah, just meeting up with this person, I thought, um, that, yeah, that person was supposed to be in my life and it was fate and that sort of thing. So yeah, it started out well and. And then over time, it just got um, started to go into like emotional and um, mental abuse. Um, and it didn't matter what I did or said, like it just, um, it was kind of like, it, um, how to explain, it's um, I, like a reward and risk um, system that these people get you into and like they're nice to you and then, you know, there'll be a time period where they're nasty to you and then it's just like constant cycle of nasty and um, like nice behaviour. So you get into this like um, cycle of like tiptoeing around the person and not ever knowing, you know, if you're doing the right thing and, um, you know, if that anything you say or do is going to set them off and, um, yeah, so just like put up with, all this like constant cycle of abuse for a long time. And um, yeah, I didn't feel like safe or I didn't feel like I was worth anything during that, that time. And um, yeah, I didn't, I definitely didn't feel like I had it in me to leave this person um, just because the way like I, well, I, yeah, I let them break me down to that point point. Um, so over time after the abuse was um, mental and emotional, um, it then later became physical. Um, so, yeah, I suffered um, physical abuse for a long time as well. Um, and the same cycle was uh, continuing on with the physical abuse. So I didn't actually know, like I thought that I was triggering that person to... Um, do these things to me and um yeah it took me five years like took me five years of accepting that um to finally get to the end of like my tether with it and realize that me staying in the situation was not um like it was my own fault and I let that person break me down to a point where I didn't have any self-worth and um I didn't like love myself enough to know that I deserve better than that. So, yeah, I stayed in the situation and, yeah, and then finally had the strength. To, um, yeah, just there was like one last situation where it became physical and I just thought I'm not, like this is not where my life, like this is not where I want my life to be and, um, yeah, like I deserve better than um, putting up with this for the rest of my life. So, 
yeah, I just got about like had this like sudden burst of like power and, um, you know, like seeing my life being different and um, not living in darkness and basically living in hell. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just packed up everything that I owned and I um, moved to Queensland. So, um, yeah, it's like not putting yourself in situations um, or like knowing that you deserve so much better than you know, um, abuse of any kind. Um, and, you know, it might not always be physical. Like a lot of people think that abusive relationships, when you hear that word, it is like somebody's physically beating you. But um, a lot of these relationships don't start out as physical abuse. They start out like mentally and emotionally. Um, and, yeah, I just want people to know that they don't, you don't have to tolerate any kind of abuse and that can be whether that's your romantic partner, um, family or friends. Um, and even, yeah, even in your job, you don't deserve to be abused. So, um, yeah, my message is just wanting to encourage people to not accept less than they deserve and um, to know and love themselves enough to walk away if um, you're not getting that. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Hayley. Okay. Um, I guess for you, how did you, like, I guess you just get, did it just get to a point where you just said, look, enough's enough. I need to make a break here. Or did you ask for help? I know. Um, yeah. Did you, what sort of was the, did you ask for help and then just move away? Like how did that all come about? Was help a big thing for you to ask for? Um, I think for me, like being in the situation and like, because many people had tried to open my eyes about the situation for, you know, a very long time. Um, and then, you know, people even had like turned their back on me because, oh well. you know, they had been trying and then obviously I didn't want to accept what was happening or, you know, I didn't want to see, you know, I wasn't ready to face the truth, I guess. And so they were sick of trying and then, you know, they walked away. So, um, you know, I was basically left with like, really close friends or like just my family and you know they would always be there for me which um you know I'm very thankful for that because it couldn't it, it you know it's not always easy to watch you know the people that you love being in a bad situation and remaining in it um but it's also hard for people who've not been in a situation like that to understand um because I mean before I went through it, I wouldn't have understood it either. Um, and it takes being in it to understand it and why, you know, because people always say, why didn't you leave and um, things like that. But until you're in the situation, it's um, really hard to understand. So, yeah, I'm like so compassionate about, um, you know, people that are in abusive situations because I understand it now being gone through it myself. Um yeah, so it was just after the last, like, straw and realising, like, this is my life and this is, you know, this is going to be my life if I don't do something about it. Um, and I guess, I don't know, just after a long time of, like, accepting that kind of behaviour in your life, you just get so over it and you get to a point where you're just so tired and you're kind of, like, in flight or fight mode. So, um yeah, you just get to a point where you're like, if I don't do something right now, then like in 10 years time, this is going to be my life. Um, so I think it's um, like, I'm 
really proud of my decision because, you know, most people stay in these situations for their whole life and, you know, it's always a bad outcome whether they end up like a lot of people can end up like losing their life or, you know, you have a child with this part, this person and um, then that child's life is messed up and, um, yeah, so I'm, I feel quite lucky that my like story in that situation ended the way it did and I kind of um I kind of just like escaped in a way and just like let it fizzle itself out so then there was never any there was never anything for them to go off and be you know like um come back at me for or whatever so kind of just made a clean break away from it um and yeah started working on my healing journey so um yeah it's been been um experience so well good on you for taking the courage and getting out of that situation it's gonna um hopefully there's some young women listening to this right now that are finding something within themselves to i guess make that break so thank you for sharing that just wanting to um yeah inspire people to um yeah get out of situations that um aren't serving them so yeah I'm sure there'll be some women listening right now and even some men that are in some sticky situations and hopefully from listening to you today that um, they can uh, find that find that light from within to um, go on a path of self-healing, self-discovery as well. Yeah. Um, anything else you're willing to share, Haley, today before we wrap things up from your journey? Um, I don't With the I myth, think actually, if, if there's advice... You may have already said it. There's advice for a young woman right now that's that's going through what you're going through. Oh no, what you've been through. Sorry, that's going through what what you've been through. What would be your advice to that woman now to take that first step towards their journey? Um, just knowing that like you deserve like the absolute best in your life, and you don't deserve anybody treating you um, poorly or abusing you in any kind of way. Um, doesn't like it can be anywhere from financial abuse, um, emotional, mental, spiritual, um, sexual or physical, whatever. There can be so many types of abuse. Um, but, yeah, you don't deserve to be treated that way. And, um, you know, um, just to, like, know that there's help out there and um, there's light and healing on the other side of it. Um, and once you break away, like, it's going to be the best like decision that you ever made um, because what's on the other side of your healing journey is just like yourself yeah. basically. And um, that's the best thing you can find in your life. So that's a good piece of advice. Thanks for being an awesome guest today, Haley. Um, thank you for sharing all that you shared today. I um, really, really appreciate you sharing that on, on my podcast and hopefully <laughs> Uh, some people listening here can feel inspired to uh, break free from their situations that they find themselves in and, and know that there's a version of them that exists in the future that has already broken free and that's that light. It's your light. It's always been you and you're the one holding your own hand through the through through the journey. And my piece of advice too, Hayley, um, what I've said a few times is that if you if you want to love yourself, then it, actually no, you're with yourself the whole time. You're the only person that you're with twenty four seven is you. So you need to learn how to love you and be you because you are all you have. 
So absolutely, yeah. Thanks for having me on today. No worries, Haley. We've had an awesome chat on off air and an even better one on air. So uh, thank you for jumping on. This has been the Breaking Free podcast. Um, I'm your host Nathan Francis. I've got some awesome guests coming up in the, in the next few weeks. I'll get Haley back on for another women's roundtable and probably for an, another chat. We can delve more into some topics that we've discussed today to help some more young women in the future as well. So I look forward to working with you in the future, Haley. We've got some good things coming. Thank you for listening and watching wherever in, in the world you are, and I'll see you guys again real soon. So thank you and goodbye.